0: Father in Heaven, thank you for the opportunity to to get here. Thank you for the come meeting and also Father, give us this moment in which we are going to work out ideas of outreaching members for the future and also um thinking in many of them who are involved in this um in this denomination that is the latter day saints. Of Jesus Christ as they call themselves. Be with us in this presentation, lead us with your Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, I am I'm going to be working across the week on the topic of Mormonism, and it's going to be starting in around this time. Approximately for one hour, we are going to be dealing with that. So that is my idea. We are going to share with you this book. So it's, it's, it's good that you register your name because I'm going to request the book. And, um, and the book is on the way and we are going to be sharing this book. This is not a new book. But um, we were working with the general conference and uh, we were producing these seminars uh, several years ago that is the one of uh, reaching and winning um, Roman Catholics, winning and reaching Pentecostals, and my friend and colleague Daniel Belvedere was working with reaching and winning Mormons. And um, And you are going to see a little bit some, um, quotations of one book that is going to mention in Spanish. And this is the one. It's in Spanish. Sorry for that. And, uh, excuse me. This one. We are going to, we are going to share with all those who are coming here uh, this book um so write your name and um uh, and put it over there and we are going to give you wednesday wednesday uh wednesday I'm going to share the book and um for free of course so it is included uh in the general topics of of the seminar so don't worry for for that Uh yes i i don't know. thank you very much. Um. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. It is. It is yeah. not this. Yes. Yeah. The 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 Yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to do it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. You know, we are discussing here regarding um, connections. Um, between the computer and the and the and the and the projector that is overhead uh, here, um, I'm sorry to distract you regarding this. How many how many of you do have a general knowledge about Mormonism, or or, or you know certainly something about that? How many of you do not know anything about that? How many of you don't have a knowledge of Mormons' doctrine, practices, and so on? Do do you know where are located? So last time, last time I've been telling my wife. Last time I did a presentation, I was certainly uh, surprised because there were a lot of people attending the seminar. And of course, the point is that this is, um, a denomination that was born in USA. Uh, probably that is, uh, the rationale for attending. How many of you uh, have family members, um, that belongs to, uh, the, the Mormon church? How many of you? And friends? And, and colleagues? Okay, let me, let me give you a little bit of background of uh, how, we, how us, uh, I began to start the topic. So, so you are going to decide if you are going to be interested in the presentation or not. Um, first of all, I've been um, collecting info regarding Mormons from my time in South America. That is the reason I started uh, this book in 1988. Okay, so 1988 is is a lot of time. So I began to discover that there were a lot of changes. So I am working in a book and, and the first, the first is the first because the first was in Spanish. The first book is going to be in Spanish. So I am collecting a lot of new information that I am um, enhancing and uh, endorsing to this presentation. Um, there were certain things that called my attention regarding the moments and uh, let me tell you that um, it is it is quite quite interesting to work with them. Um, we do have certain things in common with them. Do you, uh, do you know that? They do have certain things in common with the Muslims, too. I don't know if you are aware of that, but I'm going to do this probably close to Thursday Um, in the presentation. You are going to see all these kind of connections. And, uh, of course, you are going to find out there is a lot of things in common with Masons. I don't know if you are aware of that, and 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 I don't know if I'm going to cover in detail, but the book, the book is going to give you an alert regarding that. Um, so there are there are several things that are very good um, regarding them. Uh, let me start with um, with certain um, details regarding statistical information. In this moment, according to April 2018, the, that is the general conference of them, um, in Lake City of course, and they are 16 million Mormons in the world. 16,118, 169 in the whole world. And my perception, please, there are, there are places in the rear, several. And let me tell you that for me, it is a very big opportunity of sharing the gospel with them because, um, there are good people, by the way. There are good people and there are, um, And there are several things that we have in common with them. Uh, The word of wisdom is quite interesting because um, they share certain practices with us, for example. Um, They believe in the Bible, not in the same way. Article of faith number eight uh, is going to you know to establish a kind of of differentiation between that, because they believe the Bible is the word of God until it is correctly translated. And when every elder, single elder, is going to give you the picture, the personal card of the presentation, in the back are all the articles of faith, and article of faith number eight says that. It is... What is? We believe in that the Bible is the word of God until it is correctly translated. And that, that is, that is the, in essence, I will say, it's not, uh, it's not the fact debating, but I am, I am telling how it's uh, reflected. And of course you are going to see that in several other languages. My first contact with them was in South America. So I, 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 learned about them and, I've uh, never been in Salt Lake City in those days. So the first time when I arrived here at Andrews University, um, over, um, being this book published, I say to my wife, look, um, we, we do have to correct something. So we're going to take vacations. And I took, um, at some time, went to Denver, Colorado, and I crossed into Utah. And we spend with my wife approximately one week with uh, with uh, Salt Lake City, and I discovered several things. You know, one one thing that you are going to discover when you when you reach the city is that the temple is the center of the city. The other thing that you are going to discover is that if you are lost in the city, all the streets in the city are connected with the temple. So there is first, 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 all the streets around the temple. So first, north, first, south, first, east, first, west. So from that, you are going to discover where you are in the city because that is everything interconnected. And if you do not want to go into the night, you are going to find out a Marriott Hotel, and the chain Marriott belongs to a corporation that is a subsidy of several other connections connected with the uh, the Mormons. And everything in Salt Lake City is uh, the publishing, the newspapers, the channels, the radios, and the geological society, and... Everything is connected with, with the moments. So, it is uh, quite interesting. And of course, that Sunday, because I went, I went the extended weekend, that Sunday we went to, uh, listen the choir. Let me tell you that this is a masterful choir, and probably one of the best in the world, with no questions. About that. <clears throat> so, I'm not doing publishing, advertising here. I am telling, I am telling you what I do think uh, regarding that because the rest of my presentation is going to be a little bit different regarding this, this point. Uh, yes. Of course. Of course. That, that's true. That's true. And, um, um, and I, and I, I knew that because, um, a critical in art in in South America called my attention regarding regarding that and uh, he is referring um to someone that used to be a a very well known uh, uh, painter that is Harry Anderson and he's talking a about, about that and uh, and when you when you go to the Bible stories, there is a lot of artful and and in, in Salt Lake City, you are going to find out that part of the art craft, um, is belonging to Harry Anderson. By the way, as far as I know, as far, as far as I know, he never converted into the Mormonism. He, he, he was, um seven day Adventist all, all the way. Uh, it is important to say. However, however, um, always I do have my question mark. Um, regarding that but business is business some people say to me (laughs) uh, uh, okay yeah yeah that's true Um, okay it is important also to uh, to do or to understand some other things regarding them they do have um, a very serious um, kind of uh, publishing department. And they do have a magazine that is called Layona. And always Mondays, they, they do have a kind of, um, family meeting, uh, that is very interesting. And let me share with you that this is, um, something that they perform with the purpose of one discipleship, internal discipleship. And they are discussing about, um, vocations. What the songs in the family or the family is going to do in the future. So, and, and there is guidelines regarding that. And they study is not only worship, you know. Um, they share in general with the uh, evangelical and, uh, Protestant world and also, um, Catholics. The Bible, in general, uh, I will say, of course, with the limitation of the Article of Faith number eight that I mentioned at the beginning. But of course, the the vision of the scriptures for them is the Book of Mormon, with no conditions, uh, doctrines, and and covenants, and the Pill of Great Grace. Uh, uh, we are going to be commenting this thing regarding. Um, regarding the main things of, of them. Of course, they consider that all the words of the prophet Joseph F. Smith are um you know a kind of um what I would say, a kind of canonical use inside the Mormon church so even though he might refer accidentally or not, uh is going to be believing and sustained Regarding that. So I am trying to, to, to give you some hint regarding the topics we are going to cover. The story of them, the story of Joseph Smith and uh, the story of Mormon didn't start in Salt Lake City, however. Um it, it is, excuse me? Uh, they, they started in Palmyra. Uh, in, um, and, and Joseph Smith in really, really was born in of uh, Vermont, uh, in 1805. So, um, very early, they moved into Palmyra, and, um, and we visit that place because, first of all, is the place in which Hilkumura, uh, it is close to Palmyra city they do have a temple over there and Hilkumora is the place in which traditionally the Mormons believe that Moroni gave the golden plates to Joseph Smith and the golden plates are the essence of the book of Mormon because supposedly he translated the book of Mormon from those golden plates so we are going to give you uh, a hint regarding that because I, I, now I do have information that I didn't have before regarding that and I am enhancing a little bit my, my former presentation and, uh, and I am writing a, a whole chapter regarding the, this topic. So in uh, 1823, 1823, Joseph Smith, according to their history, found the golden plates um, under Hill Cumorah. By the way, with my wife and my daughter, we visit uh, Hill Cumorah. And and you can visit the place. It's it's public. open, Uh, And they they, uh, perform every single year in July. Uh, I don't know you are going to check in the internet because they are going to perform i guess a patient presentation um in the second i guess or the, between the first and the second week of July is the next month in um in palmyra, and uh, the presentation is going to be 9-ish, about nine p m in the summer and it's going to be until maybe 11, eleven eleven fifteen and it's going to give you the picture of the history of of them. Uh let me share with you that it's a powerful presentation, however. It's a um, kind of Hollywood presentation with a lot of effects and 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 uh and um, and I'm going to show some pictures because I um they they put me some limitations they didn't catch up the name um of course and um, but they are very good with names remember something they are very good with information and and genealogy because and and by the way this is important that you know about that they they were they um bright Young university was the sponsor of, uh, of one of the first uh, um, uh, word processing uh, software in USA that is called WordPerfect. Perfect Word Perfect and the first copies of WordPerfect Perfect were developed by the moment by the way the creator the maker is still a faithful Mormon person, and uh, I don't know if you are. I, I know this gentleman probably yes, because in um, in the law firms, WordPerfect still is is shining in the world because everybody is using WordPerfect, especially you know when you are dealing with a a document of of four five hundred pages, you need a very strong and powerful. Uh, software and world perfect is is is, is excellent. Um, we were using, by the way, this book was made with World Perfect. Because I was I was working in those days with uh World Perfect 4.1 and World Perfect 4.2 when I wrote the book originally. Uh, it's quite quite interesting. And and the other thing that you are going to find out that the software regarding genealogies, normally, normally, uh, and I would say that the, um, the, the, public software that is, uh, you know, in, in for sale, it, it is, uh, centered with, uh, some Mormons in the background of that. Because probably the genealogical society is one of the best in the world. And, and here in, in USA, it is it is important that you you know about that. So, so in 1823, Joseph Smith received a communication. We are going to be talking about that, and uh, probably during the week, I don't know if Wednesday or Thursday, but before Friday, um, I'm going to enter into the topic of what happened into into 1823. Three through 2018, 20, 27, and I'm going to recommend you, if you are interested, of course, into more more deep um, books regarding that. This is this is one of the books that I'm going to recommend you, and that is Early Mormonism and the Magic World View. Um, uh, you see, some it's, um, it's a very light book, you know. Huh? Early Mormonies and the Magic World View. The author is Dennis Michael Queen. Um, it's quite quite interesting book. And based upon the bibliographical data that he is providing, we are going to share with you some things in between eighteen twenty-three and eighteen twenty-seven because one of the things that I I was a little bit suspicious. In my visitation in the places. And let me tell you that I, I've been there in 2007, um, and I went with my family also and with my wife in 2011 and I visited the place. Five years in the, in, in, uh, in between, um to attend this, um uh, historical demonstration I would say of passion that they call uh in July and it's quite interesting because this is a place sociological called the Barn over district. You heard that? Barn over district. Oh oh This is a theory. This is a theory and this is a theory of, of a sociologist here in USA that began to explore a lot of religious movements in the northeast of USA. That means up north New York. Um, you know, on um, old Rhode Island, Connecticut, um, Massachusetts, and um, yes, Vermont, and up north, and um, you know, New York, and so on. And, and there is a, a very, very big amount of movements, religious movements, that appears around 1750 until. The next middle of the century, that is 1850, and and you are going to see that is quite interesting because you are going to see several religious movements that are going to be uh, connected with that. I recommend also if you have time to read the the series of books, three books of from Jerome Clark. And the title of this series are very easy. They are called 1844. 1844. Three books regarding 1844. And, uh, and I, I think that is, that this is something that we need to tell them and let them know About this. Because this is important. Because in in 1884, there were several things that happened in the world. There were several things. By the way, we, Seventh-day Adventists, and the Mormons share certain data because 1827 is a common, is a common year with them. It's the year in which Ellen G. White was born. And it's the year in which the angel moroni gave the golden plates to joseph smith and also 1844 is a common is a common um date with them because it is the end of the prophetic series of the um of daniel uh, prophecies and is the year in which joseph smith was killed uh, in the prison of Carthage in Illinois, uh, and it's quite interesting, 1844. So 1844, 1847, it is is quite interesting. I guess that they are going to be in trouble, by the way, very soon, Um, and part of one seminar is going to emphasize about that um, because some things are not going to be doing well for them in the future. But let me finish my my historical presentation to give a a glimpse about this um, this point in the following in the following time. Uh, We say that in 1823, Joseph Smith found the golden plates close to the Mount Cumorah. And one thing, let me let me give you one thing that called my attention. When we were um, traveling. Um, through 18, 1890 to family that we have in Boston, Massachusetts I detected in the map that Palmyra was close to Heath Street. and I say Heath Street. there are several you know, there are several Lansings in, in USA and sometimes maps You you say, well, is this the same city? It's not, but Hispan is the place in which modern spiritism was born. So I say, "Uh, is this the place or not? So we went to visit. Yes, that is the place. And you know, it is about nine miles away from Palmyra. So I will say, spiritism, was geographically born into um, close time and also close geographically to the Mormons. Do they have uh, any kind of connection between one of the other? Well, I began to suspect and say, well... There is no other denomination in the Christian world that is baptizing people for the death. But the Mormons, they are doing. There is no other people that is collecting information of genealogical data um, regarding the ministry for the death. But Mormons are doing that. Is there anything that are in common with that? Yes. 1823 and 1827. So we are going to be exploring in one of the seminars across the week regarding that topic because that is something for me new that I didn't, that I didn't see at the beginning. Of course, when I, when I visit the place, I was with my daughter and I, and my wife. And my my daughter says, I, I don't want to visit um, um, a um spiritistic place. I I don't like that. I uh, say, well, I I am not converting into a spiritism. I am trying to research and understand something because everything is connected with 1844. And I guess that we need to tell these people something. But before that, we need to support with data. What we are going to share with them. Because that is part of our problem here. Because in the Mormonism. You are going to find a mix of everything. Believe me. Believe me. A mix of everything. It's a very well mounted story. But when you enter into... And to put it into the frame of the analysis, you are going to 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 discover that beneath is is something else. Is something is a kind of masterful creation of the device to distort the truth and to imitate everything that is regarding the main topic of them. And that is probably the center of the topic of, of this. So, in 1827, um, Joseph Smith received the Golden Plates, and together with um, Oliver Calvary, uh he began to finish up his, uh, his manuscript, and, uh, and the Book of Mormon very soon was ready to publish in um, eighteen uh, thirty i I'm I'm, I'm I'm passing here my my presentation because in, normally I do have um kind of clips that I made uh, during the patient's visitation uh, so in a, in eighteen twenty nine or or around eighteen twenty nine finally Joseph Smith had three witnesses. That were Martin Harris, Oliver Cowdery, and David Whitman. Remember those names. And probably I'm going to, I'm going to bring a Book of Mormon to give you an illustration regarding that. Because when you open the Book of Mormon, the first thing that you are going to see is the testimony of the three witnesses, and the three witnesses that saw the golden plates. By the way. Mormonism, and this is a statement, Mormonism is the only religious faith in which base all the common faith of, in this case, 16 million people based upon the testimony of three people that are telling that the golden tables were truth and there is no evidence of their existence. I don't know if you understand what I am saying. Or do you need that I repeat that? Because, because what happened? If you ask the Mormons, okay, so you are based upon the Book of Mormon. Yes. Okay. And the Book of Mormon is based upon what? In the golden tables. Okay, show me the golden tables. No golden tables. The angel took them away. So, if, if that a revelation... Let me tell you something. Hide hide or hidden is in opposition of revelation. And here we have a denomination that is based upon. A hidden information. And they believe that the book of Mormon is true. But there is no. There is is no parchment. There is no papyrus. There is no background for that. Like we do have in the Bible. However. We have that the Bible. They say we believe that the Bible is the word of God. Until it is correctly translated. Okay how we are going to verify that this is a correct translation if we don't have the origins. Because, in, immediately, because when you go to the Book of Mormon, you are going to discover that it sounds very, 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 extremely very close to the King James Version. You, you smell that. In, 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 when, when you read that, and you say, hey, where, where, where is that from? Who, how, how in the world you are going to see? And you know, one, one day, South America, by the way, I was, uh, translation is very, sometimes is very difficult. Funny, interesting, sometimes it's difficult. And, the reality is that translation is very difficult to convey all the meaning from one language into another language and uh, I took literature in in my years of academy, so I read shakespeare and I'm, I'm sorry what i'm going to say i'm sorry i, I I'm sorry with you guys, I'm sorry with the British people, and I am sorry with Shakespeare, because I began to read Shakespeare in Spanish. I mean, please, I'm sorry. I, I confess that, and please forgive me. I, I'm going to do all the prayers that you require to me, but, and, and, but, but you know, the essential topics sometimes are there. So I, I read Macbeth, and Hamlet in his habit. Ah. You know, uh, I, 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 and I do have this feeling of compassion because one day I discover, um, I, I don't know if you are familiar with Cervantes, Quixote de la Mancha. Uh, you, 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 I read the Quixote de la Mancha in English. Ah, okay. Sometimes it's difficult to translate words. But one thing that I discover is that in, in, the, in the Book of Mormon there are words that belong not only to the King version, but also to Shakespeare. Also to Shakespeare. I'm going to demonstrate that. And, uh, and you are going to see that. And, and you are going to see well what, what is the background of the thing? How how in the world this is going to happen, you know? Uh and, and all that those questions are going to 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 take you to um to think deeply regarding that. The the the, the, the other thing that is important that you know is the three Early witnesses, that when you open the Book of Mormon say, um, be known to all the nations that we, Oliver Cowdery, Martin Harris, David Whitmer, saw the golden plates and so on, uh, be known, da-da-da-da, three witnesses. And after that, the testimony of eight witnesses. And you ask yourself, well, where's going on Three and eight. Why is important? They, they are not going to tell you immediately. But there was a problem. Historical problem. Because the first three witnesses. Apostatized of the church. They abandoned the church. So. If the golden plates. Are not here. And the first witnesses are gone, who is going to witness about the certainty of the existence of the Golden Plates? You understand what is going on? So we are going to be dealing in the following days about that. So, uh, in 1830, the Latter-day Saints is organized as a church, and, and, and Joseph Smith is elected in 1833 as the president of the New organized the church but uh in eighteen forty two happened something very important. Already already in the times in which they were in Palmyra living and um and remember something, uh Joseph Smith didn't reach Salt Lake City. He died in Cartagena Illinois and um and uh still is a prison, and there is a monument of of uh Joseph Smith and Joseph um uh Smith uh Hiram that is the brother of him and um, both were died, both died um in the in that prison in the same year eighteen forty four. But in eighteen forty two happened something quite interesting. Joseph Smith became a mason. Became a mason. And, uh, and this is going to click in your mind something because, you know, when I, when I was in, when I was in South America, this is, this cover, this, this is the picture of the temple in Buenos Aires, Argentina. It's, um, it's, it's very near the airport. You go to the airport. And when you see to the right, this is going to, to happen, appears. A very, very quite interesting. So I took the picture and put it here. It's my picture. Anyway, no copyright regarding this. So, but you know what? They gave me 15 days to everybody to enter into the temple and visit into the temple because after those days, is private and you only might be able to enter if you are a member and you are going to perform some secret or private ceremony inside the temple. And I've been several times thinking, how in the world is a temple private for private ceremonies? They perform the baptism for the death in the temple, and they perform the marriage for eternity or heavenly marriages in the temple. So if you are going to marry, um, in the temple, it's for eternity. I- I'm not entering to discuss the, the marriage here, but I am describing the topic in which they believe. Okay? But the point is this. Normally, this is something public, open. Baptists in the church are open. Jesus' baptism was open. The performance of Baptist in the New Testament is open. Um, The religious ceremonies of the marriage are open. So, in the Bible, you see open minded you know reaching, but here is some kind of secrecy or privately thing in performance, where this is coming from Listen. and and you are right in that, but let me explain that where in the Bible you find kind of explanation about selling, buying the offerings inside the temple. There is no. There is not. That was corruption in the temple in those days. And what Jesus did was put away those people that were serving those in the corruption systems in those days. It's quite interesting. Let me tell you that um, I made a presentation um, um, in Grand Rapids Central maybe a, a few years ago regarding corruption in the church and I use that because it is quite interesting that Jesus start the ministry in the temple and finish his ministry in the temple. And this is important because normally we are very quiet, dealing with the sanctuary doctrine. And that is, we are involved in that. That means holiness. And that means contamination, because they are bargaining about and making profit about something that Jesus never granted permission to do that. And that is the meaning of getting rid of those things. But remember something. Jesus never changed the process inside the temple. He never changed the even the priest, by the way, I do believe, and it's very clear for me, and L. E. G. White says, that there was a connection between the priest and those who were performing that kind of business. Right. Of course. So what what Jesus Clean was the corruption side that was not revealed in the Bible regarding that. okay? Now, but that was public. You can access, and that is the difference here because because um, in, even in the church, you are going to find out that you might be able to access and to attend a public service, and there is nothing private in our church and practice. But here, no, here you see millions of dollars invest in building up temples in which only a few amount of people might be able to gather, and that is coming from when? From the moment in which Joseph Smith became a mason and brought some of the practices inside the the masons into the Mormon church. So, 1843. Another thing, very interesting. Um, Joseph Smith received a special revelation about plural marriages. Plural marriages. That is polygamy. And uh, one of the things that I am um, that I put here in the book, in those days was was difficult to find, is a um, Brigham Young picture. And by the way, you can enter into the internet, and you are going to find out the picture, Brigham Young with all the wives. Some of them were wives of Joseph Smith earlier. And uh, by the way, they they practiced uh, you know polygamy um, across the years until finally they uh, suspended that. Yes, brother, that is a very good question. <laughs> <coughs> let me tell you. Let me tell you something. I am. Seventy So that is a very good question for them. But they are going to pick up. But by the way, uh they only they say that only those who perform the ceremony inside the temple are going to reach the highest level of of glory that they perform. So I uh, I don't know. I guess that the person is going to select something, but I am not to enter into a speculation about that. Um, and I don't want you to convert into that, you know. Uh, 1843, Joseph Smith received the special revelation. And in 1844, by the way, he performed uh, a special speech regarding his view of the Godhead. And we are going to enter into that during the week, in which he, um, what I will say, uh, denies and uh, put some question marks regarding the Trinity. And um, I'm, I'm going to bring that information. And 1844, Joseph Smith died in Cartag, Illinois, very close to Nauvoo. And, um, and I, I visited that place and after um, 1844, Brigham Young take his place in the leadership and the story moves into um, Salt Lake City. So um, a couple of things um, beginning to wrap up my presentation today is that 18, 1827 is a is a common date that we have with them. Um, in that date, um Joseph Smith in that year received the golden plates in that year, Ellen G. White was born. so it is quite interesting for me that 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 thing the other The other date is that eighteen forty four is the death of joseph Smith and the 7th Day Adventist Church is born so i I'm going to let you know something brothers and sisters. I, I, I think that, that we have a, a special responsibility to tell them and to give them testimony um, regarding these things. Why? Because there are several things. Both of us, we believe in the Bible, they believe in the Bible. Of course, with condition, but they believe in the Bible. They do have and believe in spirit of prophecy. We do have and believe in the spirit of prophecy. So it is a connection with them. The other thing is that there are things in common. We do have and believe in a diet reform. And they believe in a kind of healthy lifestyle living. They do not drink. They don't don't drink um, coffee or caffeine things and so on. And they are very careful regarding that. They do have, as we do have, uh, an emphasis in in family worship, in getting connected and working together inside the family. And and they are with that kind of emphasis. They are very strong. Offering and tithe givers, and they are very faithful, by the way. And the Seventh Day Adventist Church is also very faithful in supporting um, the church. So we do have several things in common. That probably what we need to do is to is to work with them. And in South America, I've been I've been working with them, and 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 the Lord helped me. To not only to work with them, but several of them became faithful Seventh-day Adventists. Several of them. And I'm going to share with you in the rest of the day how we might be able to work together with them. How, how we might expand and how we might be able to reach. Probably you are going to do certain sacrifices because I, 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 I I'm going to suggest a certain Um, things but you are going to discover how to reach them and let me tell you something if they became second day adventists they are going to be very faithful by the grace of the Lord they are going to be very faithful so um, see you tomorrow thank you for coming this media was brought to you by Audioverse a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more